just ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pachi, pachi, pachi. Is it started? Yeah, it started. It's the Amazon. It's the Amazon. It's the Amazon. It's the Amazon. Amazon. It's the Amazon. It's the Amazon. Welcome to Awesome with Allison. I'm a. You're awesome. I don't know who I am anymore. I'm Allison, and my only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at me, everybody's always laughing at me, laughing with me, or learning something new and helpful, I hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with my man, my lover, my sexy, my sexy partner in crime, (laughs) Eric Robertson. Hello. No, you can't match my sexy whisper with a sexy whisper. Hello. Was that sexy? <laughs> Baby, I want you to be careful because I know a lot of ladies <laughs> listen to this podcast. Watch out. We are in Pleasant Pictures Studios in Provo, Utah, and we want to freaking thank you for being here. If I feel like I've got a little more pep in my step, it's probably because it's not midnight when we're recording this. <laughs> Good point. I think it makes a difference. Yeah, I feel way happier. Maybe we should record during the day more often. Yeah, I feel I feel amped. Woo! Let me and add them. Let this tiger out of its cage. Okay, that was just so good. So anyway, we have a phenomenal episode for you today, and I am so freaking excited about it because today we are talking about, do you go out when you should go in. And to give that some context, uh, here's what I mean. Um, Every month on my blog, The Allison Show, I'm posting what I'm calling Allison's State of Affairs. Um, And so, because I'm so official. And I have my Allison's Year of Awesome calendar, and each month has a different awesome attribute. Yes, I use my name in the word awesome a lot. It's good branding. Back off. March's awesome attribute of the month was mindfulness. And so this is a free calendar that you can get through my newsletter. And each week, there's a different challenge to help you cultivate that trait. And so my state of affairs, I kind of come back and I share, you know, whatever happened the previous month. Yesterday, when I wrote the state of affairs, I felt compelled to share my backstory with anxiety. And I've shared it here and there, but I haven't ever really gone into quite as um, vivid detail as to what having anxiety attacks every day for six months or longer looked like for me. And that was several years ago. I shared kind of what that looked like and where I've come from since then. And the conclusion that I came to at the end of March after focusing on mindfulness for the month was that you should always go in before you go out. We're going to... Harp- it sounds like you're going to give us some like nightclub recommendations. Yeah, like where... You- <laughs> Can you even imagine me going to nightclubs in my jumpsuits? (laughs) Like, literally in my jumpsuit. I bet many people could. Yeah, I know. Actually, I totally would. If only there were nightclubs to go to in Provo, Utah. Will you guys invite me to your city to go to a nightclub with you? Like Night at the Roxbury style? So before we dive into that, and I have five tools for doing that. It's so good, guys. You're going to love it. Um... We're going to hit our segments, and you know, one of our favorite segments, Nobody Cares About Your Kids, because we know nobody cares about our kids, but we like to talk about them briefly. Did you have anything you wanted to share about the children? No, they were pretty boring this week. I know, they were so boring. I mean, Ginger started piano lessons. (laughs) That is so boring. Yeah, but it's pretty freaking awesome at the same time. It is really cute. I will say, we have been singing this song a lot. 
I'm still standing taller than I did before. Looking like a true survivor. Guess what? Rad's yeah. obsessed. His birthday's coming up, and it's a shark-themed party, so I keep asking yeah. him, Rad, what do you want for your birthday? Mm-hmm. He's like, shark toys. I'm like, do you want Star Wars toys? He's like, yeah, but only if they're sharks. <laughs> so if you guys have any recommendations for shark-slash-Star Wars toys, please send them our way. They have to um, be, yeah, it really has to be shark-themed, or it's pointless. Or he spits on your suggestions. <laughs> I thought a new segment that would be fun is what we are watching. It's hard to find shows that we both like to watch together because we have differing tastes. I like to watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Eric likes to watch Louis C.K.'s Baskets. Yeah, right? Baskets is the best show on TV and right I, now. I like it too, but I'd rather watch Ru. Anyway, one show that we do like to watch together is... Are you looking at me? Yeah, you can say it. This Is Us? Is that the one? Oh, we do like This Is Us, but also Last Man on Earth. Oh, Last Man on Earth. Yeah, we love that show. So it's just fun when you can find a show that you both like. Yeah. Television is so great, guys. Guys, it is just the best. (laughs) And then just one more quick segment that I wanted to introduce, and I'm calling it Sharing is Caring. And you guys know that's a catchphrase I have um, that I like to say a lot because that's the entire reason we do this podcast. I really do believe that sharing our experience is caring, and sharing is caring, right? So profound. Anyway... So I come across people, authors, people online, and I get obsessed with them and they do so much for me and I want to thank them. So I think, I want to write them an email or do this and tell them how much they mean to me. But as somebody who gets lots of emails, I know that maybe, and I do, I appreciate the emails. We want your emails, but I'm like, there might be an even better way for me to thank them. And so in this sharing is caring segment, I'm going to share somebody with you who I want to thank, who has really impacted me. And then I'm sharing them because I think they'll make your life better too. And then if you decide you love them, go tell them that I told you about them so that they will one day fall in love with me. So actually, my altruistic schemer. (laughs) No, you don't have to tell them anything. So the person I want to share with you today, her name is Marie Forleo. Maybe you're um, familiar with her. Spell her name. It's Marie, and her last name is F-O-R-L-E-O, Marie Forleo. Marie has um, a YouTube series called Marie TV, but she is a business and kind of life coach expert, and her Marie TV series on YouTube, she just recently turned it into a podcast. So she takes her five to seven minute episodes, and sometimes they're longer episodes, and she, you guys, she's so good. She's so smart. She's funny. She's wise. Her business advice is amazing. And one thing that I really, really admire about Marie is what an effective teacher she is. And she does this thing. I just, I jumped the freaking hoop shark something and bought her very intense course. And I'm super excited about it. It's been amazing. It was an investment and I'm, I'm very happy about it. But she is a, and a very effective teacher and she does this thing when she goes to teach where she says, you might be thinking one of two things. And I want to share this with you guys. But again, I want to credit Marie Forleo. This is, you know, her words. Um, but I also want you to implement this when you're listening listening to this podcast. So you might be thinking one of two things. And the first thing is, I know this already. So when you're listening to something or you're learning something new, I think that's something we often think like, I already know this. I've heard this before. We don't need, I don't need to apply this. But if you know this already, 
Instead, ask yourself the question, wait, what can I learn? Because I've heard this before, but maybe you're not implementing it. Or what else am I missing about this subject? The second thing she primes people with when before she teaches is this won't work for me. So when you guys are listening to these tips that I'm going to give you on going in instead of out, you might think, oh, this won't work for me. But instead of thinking that, Marie guides us to say, how can that work for me? And I really, really like these. And I've been applying these two questions. I know this already. This won't work for me. I catch myself. If I feel myself thinking that, I catch it. And I think, no, bad Allison. Slap on the wrist. So I just wanted again to share Marie Forleo, hit up her website, hit up her podcast. She's amazing. She's going to inspire you. And I just want to thank her for the motivation and inspiration that she has shared with me. All right. Are you ready? Are you ready? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I just, I really like recording during the day. It's like you just drank a huge Mountain Dew, but you didn't. Listen. You're acting like it. I know uh, you didn't. Well, I'll calm down. I don't want to, like, turn people off. Well, no. I mean, sometimes you just got to rally. You're doing it. You're rallying. Your mom's rallying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do you go out when you should go in? So here's what I mean by that. Again, this is kind of the conclusion I came to in my March state of affairs. We link to all of those things on theallisonshow.com. So if I mention a person or a book or anything, it's on my blog, theallisonshow.com. And this is when you think about going in instead of going out. When you need validation, comfort, strength, support, Do you go to outside sources? When you have uncomfortable feelings or you're angry or you feel anxious or you feel fearful, do you go to outside sources to comfort you and give you praise or validation that you're attractive, that you're doing a good job, that you've got this, rather than going in? The problem with going out rather than going in is that eventually it's going to stop. Well, not only stop, but you can't control it. You can't control it. You can't control it, and it's going to stop. So I want to share this with you guys. Uh, I had I've been blogging for over ten years. So I start blogging, and la di da di da, and then Instagram comes onto the scene. La di da di da. To me, it just feels like I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. But at one point, I did really start to gain a lot of momentum on Instagram, and I grew fairly quickly. To me, it didn't feel quick because I'd been working for so long. But I started getting some outside attention and praise. Wow, look how fast you're growing. Wow, you're doing so amazing. And this happened, I don't know, let's say a period of six months. And then it literally felt, and and even if I didn't want it to affect me, even if I wasn't seeking it out, of course it started to affect me. And it literally felt like one day I woke up and it just stopped. And I remember telling Eric, it feels like, let's say I'm in, I'm in high school and I go to school every single day and people tell me I'm pretty. You're so pretty. You're so pretty. And then the next day you go back, same group of people and nobody says anything. What do you feel like? You're not pretty. You're not pretty. Even if you weren't asking people to tell you you were pretty or you didn't think you were placing any value or stock in it, right? So what did I start doing, Eric, when I didn't feel like people were just praising me all the you... time? Thought you were doing something wrong yeah. and had panic attacks? Yeah, that was part of the panic attacks. I just lost it. I lost it because I thought I was disappointing people because they weren't just praising me all the time. Even though I hadn't asked for this praise and I didn't think I needed this praise, when it was taken away or it just stopped, I thought I had done something wrong. And I hadn't done anything wrong. Guys, we like what's new and shiny. I was shiny for a few months 
I was new, I was sparkly, and then people just moved on to the next thing. It didn't mean anybody hated me, and even if they did, it doesn't matter, right? So I've had to learn this lesson a couple of times, and it was really this big eye-opening conclusion that I came to at the end of March, the power in going in for love, in for validation, rather than going to those outside sources. So I wanted to share with you five ways to do this. Because in my essay, I talked about the importance of it, and I just shared with you guys the importance of it, but how do you freaking do it? So I sat down and mapped out the strategies I've personally been using, and lucky enough, I could make it so that they all started with S. I love a gimmick. I Very really important. Do. So I'm calling these the five S's for coping with suckiness or the five S's for going in rather than going out. And they're kind of in order of how you use them or you could use any of them, right? And the first S is stop. Stop and catch the feeling. So when you have that feeling of anxiety or doubt, don't let it manifest itself as something else. So if you're feeling threatened, you might judge another person, right? And if you're feeling fearful, it might manifest itself as anxiety. So as soon as you have that feeling, stop and catch it, right? So if somebody says harsh words to you or somebody attacks you in some way or you feel attacked, instead of reacting, stop. And that stopping, instead of going out, try to go in. And this is a bonus S. You want to stop and you want to separate, right? You want to separate yourself from it because that feeling is not you. And when you go out and try to validate and out and react to it, you might end up saying and doing things you don't want to do, right? So that's the first S is stop. The second S is source it, source it. So I like to ask myself, where is this stemming from? If I have a judgmental thought about somebody or a judgmental thought about myself or somebody says something that hurts my feelings, I think, why? Like, why would that hurt my feelings? Not they're a jerk and they hurt my feelings, but why would a comment like that get to me? What is the source of this, right? And the thing to do here, and they talk about they, everybody, guys, (laughs) right? But really, whenever you read anything having to do with mindfulness, they tell you to observe it and to not judge it, right? So I like to think of myself as this omniscient judge. Well, also, can I just say, it's important to, Please like, do. it's important to not try to not fill it. Like, fill oh, it. Oh, we're going to get with that. That's oh, the you are? One. Okay, cool. Okay, go, yeah. go, go. Okay, go. So, so to throw that in, sit with it. The third S is sit with it. So now say what you're going to oh, say. Oh, I was just going to say, if you're hurt, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Feel the hurt, acknowledge it, but don't, f- it's, 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 it's more negative if you try to fight it and, and, and yeah. deny that feeling. Feel it, but then. And you try yeah. You try to bury it. Yeah. And I've noticed this as I've tried to be more mindful about how I use my phone, which was one of the challenges in March. Um, when I'm watching even a TV show and the characters, like something uncomfortable happens that I'm not comfortable with, I grab my phone. And she like gets the covers and puts it up around her neck and kind of shields herself. I do, physically, a and physical I, I, barrier. And I get excited. Those are my favorite parts. He leans in. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to sit with it, right? <laughs> this happened at the end of last year. I got a really, really negative uh, comment. 
and we'll go into we'll go into negative comments on a whole nother episode. I got a really hurtful, really mean comment, and my natural tendency would be to go out to have somebody tell me how amazing I, I am, to have Eric validate me, to have people rally around me and say how that person is wrong, right? Um, but I was working on this, or or to go out and try to cover up the feeling of having somebody not like me and say really hurtful things about me. And I remember forcing myself to just sit with it and just feel that, feel <laughs> the ugliness and anger and honestly hate that was being directed at me and just sit with it. And it was uncomfortable and I did not like it, but it was not as bad as I think I've been av- avoiding my entire life. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, invo- avoiding people being unhappy with me for my entire life. Yeah, that was a hard thing for you. And I mean, that was a comment that would have been hard for anybody. Yeah. Uh, e- even a, no, even ju- you. I, oh yeah, it would be yeah. yeah, I'm just saying you Oh no, but that concept as a whole is very hard for me. Right. Yeah. So that was a, a real step of progress. I'm still standing better than I ever did. Looking like a true survivor. Feeling like a little kid. And so that's why I really, I can say it's, um, <laughs> it's hard and I'm not just telling you to do it. I'm doing it in my own life. And when I feel like a failure or I feel like I've disappointed people, that S of sit with it, experience it. Because if you try to bury it and you, that's where bad habits come from. Mm-hmm. That's where food addiction, drug addiction, not sitting with those uncomfortable feelings. Is well, where you go those... to numb it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so the fourth S is say it or write it. And I like to think of having a conversation with it. So if you go and read my essay, I have a conversation with my skin because my anxiety will start to manifest itself with this like creepy crawly skin feeling. And I found this from a, a Huffington Post article and I'll link to it on my blog. And I loved this. Dr. James Penbaker, author of Writing to Heal, has seen improved immune function in participants of writing exercises. Stress often comes from emotional blockages, like we were just saying, and overthinking hypotheticals, right? <laughs> Which could have been your motto the last. <laughs> that overthinking hypotheticals, like I should have that tattooed on my forehead. Like, I, th- I think maybe that's why we work so well. Is I'm the complete opposite. I don't even entertain him. Yeah. Unless I find him amusing and funny. It reminds me of that jump to conclusions, Matt, yeah. from Office <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so back to the quote. He explains, this Dr. James Penbaker, when we translate an experience into language, we essentially make the experience graspable. And in doing so, you free yourself from mentally being tangled in traumas. Studies have also shown that the emotional release from journaling lowers anxiety and stress and induces better sleep. So what are you saying? I'm saying, say it, write it. Put language to it. Like, go to a friend and talk to him? Like, get it out? No, 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 That's going out. That's what I'm saying. I wanted you to clarify. Like, tell... Okay, so I like... So, I guess what I mean by say it... Yeah, because you you could say it to a friend. Or or someone you trust highly. You're not trying to get anything back, but you need to get it out. Yeah, you're not trying to get anything back. You're just putting language to it. And that is an important process. I'm not saying that you can't talk to anybody about your feelings, but I think that's often the first thing we try to do. But the goal is to not get them to give you... The affirmation back. You're yeah. not. You're not getting it out. You're trying to process it. Right. And writing, for me and for everybody, studies show, uh, <laughs> is a big part of that processing it. And I love how they say it makes it graspable. Right. Yeah. 
And I find like when I'm really overwhelmed, I feel like all of my to-dos are floating in the air and I like to grab them and place them in a list. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's been very helpful. It's super helpful for me. And so say it, write it, have a conversation with it. That's that fourth S. And the fifth S is surrender. So the definition of suffering in our life is when our expectations do not meet our life circumstances, right? And Tony Robbins talks about this. Lots of people talk about this. You can either change your expectations or you can change your circumstances. You usually can't change both. And suffering is when you believe you cannot change either of them. It's not that you can't change them. It's when you believe you can't. You believe you can't change them. So here's an example. If you have the belief that in order to be happy, you should be married by the time you're 30 and you're 33 years old and you're not married, you are unhappy because your expectation is that you should be married and your life circumstance is that you are not. If you're 33 and you're not married, you have one of two choices. You can either change your expectations about your definition of happiness, or you could go out and like um, have a drunken night in Ibiza and get married. There you go. <laughs> a or B, you pick. You pick, but I'm going to guarantee that getting married on a whim like that most likely isn't going to make you happy. Okay? So then you have a choice. And here's the choice. Change your expectations or change your circumstances. And what I mean by surrender is just surrender to that. Surrender to what is. Surrender either to your circumstance or surrender to your ex- surrender your expectation. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So to review, here's the five S's. Stop, and it's stop slash separate. I guess I could just call it six S's, but that sounds overwhelming. Yeah, keep it at we'll, five. We'll keep it at five. Keep it at a confusing five. A confusing five, <laughs> yes. <laughs> stop, source, source where it's coming from, sit with it. Ooh, just sit in that puddle of anxiety. Sit in that puddle of somebody not liking you. Just sit in it like a little pig and roll around in the mud with it. It sucks, but it's good. I'm still standing and then say it or write it is number four. And number five, surrender. And if someone does this, what what's the outcome? The outcome is that instead of going out for validation, out for love, out to hear how amazing you are, out to numb whatever feeling it is you need numb, you go in and you go into that strength and into that love and you become a more whole, complete and awesome person. And I just want to testify the freedom that this brings you. So much. The peace, the ease, and then you become that light Light and darkness cannot coexist. And what does light do? It just attracts more light. And you start attracting more light into your life. And that's what happens when you go in instead of going out. Yeah. So stay in. Be comfortable. Stay in. Get Now, here's the thing. Of course, you need outside help. When One of the things when I was having those anxiety attacks, one of the keys to getting better was I started going to a counselor. Right. But in order to find the strength To even do that, I had to go in and go in and get that strength and in and get that resolve to go out to get the help I needed. So this is a, these are small steps. It's not a thing you're going to master. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're the master, No, 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 no. I'm just saying, I mean, if someone was teaching me this for the first time, I'd want to know. I want to know the expectation. Is this like, is this, you know, 
something that's going to be hard or easy. Oh, yeah, it's going to be really yeah, hard. That's the point. It's very difficult, and you're not going to master it quickly. And just like yoga, they say it's a practice. Yeah. Right? And so um, I think the most—I I love that you're bringing this up because I think one of the most important things to do is if you find yourself going out, to start with the first S, which is stop, and then forgive yourself. Always. Always. And this is something that I read in the Gabrielle Bernstein. I think Bernstein book, The Universe Has Your Back, where you forgive yourself and you think, I have chosen wrongly. I choose love. And it chokes me up every time because when you don't forgive yourself and you beat yourself up, you're, cho- you're not choosing love. And so there's my, you thought I hadn't gotten hippy dippy enough today. (laughs) (laughs) And you go back to choosing love, love for yourself, love for the whatever feeling or emotion is tripping you up. So those are the five S's to use when you feel yourself reacting or having a feeling or emotion to something that you don't like the way it's making you act, you don't like the way it's making you feel. And I hope that you guys find value in those. Will you please let me know? One reason I thought to do this episode is because I've gotten a lot of feedback hearing people talk about, are you in a yes phase or a no phase? So I believe that was episode seven. I just love hearing that people are able to take these tools and apply them and and find some value. So I hope you find some value with that. And speaking of finding value, you guys, we have gotten the best, most fun feedback about episode 12, nine things we've learned from being married for nine years. People, Eric, you know that people loved your tips. Yeah, I've heard heard that. You've heard how awesome you are. Yeah, I was just winging it too. And and we've had quite a few people say, hey, you guys should do a marriage workshop. And at first I was like, I'm no marriage expert. I'm just an idiot who's married. And then I was like, that sounds like so much fun. And so we would love to get your feedback on that. I mean, we'll do whatever we want to do. But if you want to send emails to awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com, if you have more questions about marriage or that's something you'd be interested in. We would just love to get that feedback. And if you don't care, I don't care. I ain't scared. Yeah. Now, Eric is going to share a review because we love and appreciate so much when you guys take time to review this podcast on iTunes. It helps other people find our podcast. And seriously, like I said, sharing is caring. When you share your review, that it really means a lot to us. And Eric gets to pick his favorite and we send them some I'm doing awesome tumblers and some new shack music. I like this one because there's a threat at the end of it. Yeah, we like threats. Yeah, it says, I listen to Allison. This is by Melanie K. Boyd. I listen to Allison and Eric every time my dog and I go on a walk. Neighbors stare because I'm literally laughing out loud. We would be fat if it weren't for them. But in all seriousness, <laughs> they're awesome. They're downright hilarious, have amazing and real conversations, read way more than an average human, and have interesting but justified food recommendations. Thank you for the justified. Don't skip out on this podcast or else you won't be awesome. And you wouldn't want that, would you? <laughs> so okay, what, what, what can she expect in the mail? We, I just said a Tumblr and a CD. Oh, I wasn't listening. I know you weren't listening. Yeah, I right. know you don't listen to me. So I have to repeat myself so often. <laughs> Good thing I love to talk. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. That was Melanie. 
Melanie K. Boyd. Melanie, I've seen you around on the Instagram, and I just want to say, girl, I see you. Thank you. I appreciate you. We're going to send you some crap. I want to say to the rest of you, we see you. We appreciate you. We love the crap out of you, too. Thank you so much for being here. I want to remind you guys about my Year of Awesome calendar. The theme for April is resilience, and it is juicy and good and wonderful and fun, and get on it. I can't even imagine why you don't want my free calendar that is so cute. Anyway, live your life how you want. I'm not going to judge you. (laughs) want to, again, thank you for your time. Thank you for being here, and I want to remind you that only you can be you. And you are already as awesome as you need to be. Eric, what the bleep are you taking us out on? Okay, this is a project I did back in 2014 with my friend Stephanie Maybe. Oh, I love Stephanie. Yeah, she's amazing. project is called Pixel Pony. Mm -hmm. And this song is called Lights Go Out. Oh, I love this. Stars.